Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, good evening. Welcome back to the Chelsea podcast. We're here with our preview show for the upcoming fixture at home to Nottingham Forest. And as ever, I have the uh, very splendid Mr. (laughs) Mooch with me. Mooch, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm okay, man. I'm okay. Yeah, it's it's been a mixed week, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been been a mixed week. Personally, uh, it's not been the best, but... um, that's not why people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, bugger your troubles. Exactly. And, um, uh, but it's been a, a a better week for the Chelsea. Obviously, it's um, yes. Nice to see us get our first points on the board on Friday. Um, yep. And of course, we're looking forward to another home game this weekend against. Forest, which is what we're talking about tonight, and shortly we'll be bringing in our guest for this evening, Forest fan, journalist, and uh, presenter of his own Forest podcast, the Trent Ender, Mr. Andrew Brooks, will be with him any moment. Um, so what do you think about this? Uh, what do you think about this game? How have you? How have you? How do you weigh up Forest so far this season, Mooch? Um, well, if. If, if you look at it, you, you should think it should be uh, a, an easy win. Um, you <laughs> okay. <laughs> Already, there's I, rumblings I, I, from I'm, the other part I, of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm buoyed from our, 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 our result against uh, Luton, and I, I now think we're going to romp the league again. Um, <laughs> my, my my expectations just swing like a pendulum. I'm like, okay, we're we're finished, and then okay, cool, we're going to win the league. No, um, no I mean. It, it, I, you'd think you think we should get a result, you know. If it, it, Nottingham Forest at home, um, you you think we should be we should be getting three points if we're going to be challenging for Europe. Uh, if we're going to be challenging for that top four, we do need to be uh, dispatching teams um, that traditionally aren't you know Premier League prop sides. I mean, I know it's 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 a different. Um, 
yeah. uh, season for us. <laughs> you know, it's not three, four years ago, and we're a different side. But on paper, we should be really uh, winning this game. You know, it's a home game uh, against Nottingham Forest, and and I would expect us to get three points. Um, you know, we 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 were coming off the back of a really good performance, albeit against Luton. No disrespect to them, but you know, we we should be, you know, that should be a guaranteed three points at home. Um, and I'd hope to think we would have a similar result against Forest. Um, I may be wrong. I hope I am not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I do think I think Forest are, a, are a, obviously a different proposition. I mean, not only have they got that, you know, they they're a, a team with a, a better Premier League pedigree. They've obviously had a season to come back and bed in. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, Steve Cooper seems to be doing very well. And there's there's a lot of movement in the transfer window for them, which we'll talk to Andrew about in just a second. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's some, there's some interesting stats, though. I mean, Forrest, I was, what sounds exciting is that Forrest haven't beaten us in the Prem since 1997. But... Then you have to, <laughs> but then you have to look at that and say, oh, well, we've actually only played four times in the Premier League since then, uh, two of which were last season, and they were both draws, of course. Um, I mean, we had a terrible season last season. We do look like we're on the up and up, but uh, Forest looks Forest look like they're pretty organised. They're certainly uh, potentially quite scary on the break, as both Arsenal and um, mm. Man U found out. Admittedly in a losing cause for Forrest, but so, and uh, you know, they've, they've, they look like they look like they're pretty organized and they're getting some good players in. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, a high intensity team. Um, It's the, you know, if, if, if the, uh, if the start doesn't go well and, and you're under the cosh and the, and our home support don't get behind the team, then it could be a tricky afternoon. But I think, I think, we're getting into the, I think, you know, like it, it, Liverpool came at us against, like, in, in a similar sort of way, and we handled that fairly well. They came at us out the, out the gates really, really strong. Um, with um, West Ham, you know, it, it wasn't quite the same sort of game. There was, you know, there was just 11 men beyond the, <laughs> the ball, and it was uh, on the break, which is, which we struggled against. And I, and I, I think if, uh, I think I think we're hopefully we're, we're a bit more of a press resilient side than uh, than we have been in previous seasons, yeah. especially under Poch. And maybe um, we won't feel quite so susceptible to that as long as you know we can get we can get some goals. But also, I feel that Forrest might want to come and you know have a little bit of a go. Certainly more perhaps than uh, I mean, West Ham played completely on the break, and fair play to them, they did it very well. Um, Luton were trying to do the same thing, didn't do it quite so well. I feel like Forrest might have a bit more um, art and craft about them. I think I feel like they might attack us a little bit more, which could end up act- working against them, to be to be honest. But um, it's interesting because I do feel like they've got a lot of attacking potential and they've certainly got a lot of pace, as, as mm. we've seen. Um, anyway, let's um, if, if it's okay with you, let's bring in uh, let's bring in Andrew. So. Um, we've got Andrew Brooks with us from uh, the Trent Ender podcast and also a contributor to Forest Fanzine's Mr. Rolling In, Bandy and Shinty, and the brilliantly named Trevor Francis tracksuits. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, Andrew, how are you doing? It's good to have you. 
Yeah, good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for everyone on board. Yeah, you're very, you're very welcome. Nice to hear you say some good things about Forest. I mean, it's still, <laughs> we're still in that kind of honeymoon period of being um, back at this level, having um, had a lot of a lot of rubbish over the years. So uh, it's nice to actually be considering away games against Chelsea. And um, it would be nice if we hadn't had to play Arsenal, Chelsea, <laughs> Man United, and Man City as our first four away games. But yeah, wow, um, <laughs> wow, that's a pretty yeah. But yeah, hey, and I think. think of- Think of what a breeze it's going to be running up to Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that was our big challenge last season. We were the worst away team in the division last season. There's no getting away from that. And so I think Cooper's probably a little bit unfortunate that he's landed with those four fixtures first up because the first two away games of the season, we have been much better than we were last season. We got rolled over and absolutely kind of walloped by Arsenal and Man United both last season. And this time we've given both of them a scare. Um, the challenge is to turn a scare into a result and um, that challenge is going to continue against you guys. And I think that that's the difficult thing for us is that um, it's hard to know whether the nearly but not quite against Arsenal and Man U are actually good signs or whether they'll just end up being losses on the, on, you know, on, on the register sort of thing. So it's, it's kind of tricky for us to sort of know where we're at in the minute in terms and yeah. it puts a lot more pressure on the early home games. But I mean, luckily we've won the first one. Next one up of those is Burnley. So our eyes are probably on those and the away games, are, they're not a free hit because nothing is, is it? But um, no. a little bit more um, scope to sort of go for it, which is probably, as you, that's probably why you saw what you saw at Man United, where it was just a, right, let's go at them early, see what we can do. And, um, you know, we, we couldn't hang on for it, but um, it, it showed that kind of ambition and, and kind of attacking thought was there. Do you feel you're a bit unlucky at, at the end of the day, particularly in the Man U game? I mean, I say unlucky. The world's sending off. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it, it was a tiny bit soft, but probably understandable. Mm. But do you think if that hadn't happened, you might at least have taken a point? Because, I mean, mm. I, I've, I must admit, I've only seen highlights. Uh, but it, after, your, after your two goals, mm. you didn't seem to have very many more chances on on goal uh, or have I got that wrong there were a couple of chances I think that's the danger of a game where um if there's five goals and a, a red card you, you kind of then don't see the other bits do you and yeah there was there, were, there was another chance for half time where if Gibbs White had sort of buried that um you, you suddenly three one up and um Manu was starting to you know kind of um, fall in on themselves and there was a little bit of a toxicity around Manu as well wasn't there so yeah. we could have played on that a little bit and that that's kind of a bit frustrating so and there's been some moaning about refs I'll try and stay away from that but there were you know they're, they're the, the penalty and the red card were both perhaps a little the sort of thing you perhaps get at home not away and there was a shove on Bolly that may or may not have been mm. debatable for us going back so you know if if one of those three decisions had gone our way it might have been a 3-3 and you perhaps feel we deserved that for the ambition and the kind of daring do that we'd shown on the break but I, equally you know you scored you go tuning up early against Man U and they're, they're going to come at you aren't they so um it, it, I, I guess maybe unlucky in the sense that we probably only needed one bit of luck to go our way to turn that into a result but sure. equally um you know it shows why we as harsh as it is why we need to be even more ruthless when we do get chances because you shouldn't be chucking away a 2-0 lead really no absolutely so tell us who you think we should be uh concerned about who you think the potential <laughs> don't if they're still there i mean we've got obviously we we've, we've got some ideas on that but it's always we, we might miss things i mean the obvious ones to you know i want you to me mm, looks yeah. 
looks, I mean, apart from anything else, looks lightning fast. In fact, there's a there's a mm. part of me that wonders why we're not in for him. Because yes. <laughs> a, big, a big goal-scoring, bustling, yeah. um, athletic centre-forward is exactly what we're after. And yeah. it, God, my God, is he in form. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but, nine so and you, seven now, yeah, 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 absolutely. So, it there's there's him, presumably, but who else yeah. should we be concerned? Well, about? yeah, him, and he's one of those ones who's continued. I mean, I think his form started around the time we played you guys sort of back into last season, and and he was in that sort of scoring form then and, and has continued that. And, and the, the quick thing is a good point because when he first came to us, I think some people were worried that he was a big lad but didn't but wasn't overly mobile. And I think he's really worked on that, and, he's, and so he's become that all round forward you need to be at this level. And obviously, the standards are, are really, really high and um so he's he's starting to show that i think in and around him i mean the player that excites forest fans and gets us all off our feet is is morgan gibbs white um he came with a bit of a um a lot of people were kind of thinking hmm, that amount of money for him um but it's probably proven to be well in, in today's market probably not actually a bad deal he's got lots and lots of skill in his locker i think if you're being super critical he needs to turn that into goals and assists more but I mean he's definitely shown he's got some Premier League quality and he'll sort of sit in behind our knee and try and kind of um pull the strings and and pull some magic out of the hat as it were and oh. you know um, I mean he, he got two assists on Saturday but it shows you why stats don't mean everything because I don't think Tyrone I mean, he <laughs> it wasn't really much of an assist when he <laughs> runs from the halfway line but, um, yeah he did head it on I suppose so he he will he will be sort of buzzing in and around and trying to work that out and if Brennan Johnson is still there Brennan Johnson gives us that pace um now he's the one that looks like he might go and and apparently Spurs is is the sort of chosen sort of destination for him I guess they've got some Kane money in their back pocket. I mean, for me, as soon as Spurs got Kane money and West Ham got Rice money, I started to worry about about Brennan, and and so we've been kind of worrying about that all all summer. Um, but his his pace is something that does cause problems to Premier League defenses, and so he would be somebody definitely. And and I think he's the thing with what Cooper has tended to do is start with probably those three, um, or at least two of them, and. He will then late on in a game throw an Anthony Alanga, and so there's suddenly four quick forwards to attack with. I think he probably feels, as I probably do, that it's a little bit ambitious to go all four of those with you know two <laughs> fast wide men and fast forward and Gibbs White behind him, and would probably get overrun. But um, that's his kind of um, ace of his sleeve back pocket. And Alanga has looked rapid when he came on. He was it was his assist against Arsenal, and he kind of really seemed to um, catch him by surprise. So um, I'll watch out for him on the bench that would be something that we would do if we were stuck towards the end of last season there was Danilo who um we signed from Brazil in January and he looks like a sort of um all-round all-action Premier League midfielder who can score goals he hasn't quite managed it so far this season but he's got an eye for that in his locker so he's an, another kind of threat that we would pose um but um yeah hopefully <laughs> Johnson's still here to be a threat um <laughs> But um, and uh, and I assume we can't play Andre Santos against you, so he can't make his debut. No, no um, it's a shame. I mean, it's, it would have been, we would have been as interested to see him as you were. I think. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, he played for us in in pre season. He did and look good. He did look good. Yeah. He looked very neat and tidy, very efficient on the ball for a young guy. Mm. His distribution was good. So I think that's you know it's good for us that he's gone to a, a Premier mm. League club, and I think he will be good for you if he gets a chance. Um, I think that neat and tidy on the ball is what we've kind of lacked. We've been a bit when we've got when we've got under the cosh, we've been a bit sort of 
rough and ready and particularly midfield and there's been a lot of energy and a lot of hard work but not necessarily a lot of cute play on the ball to sort of take the sting out of a situation when things are going against us we can get a bit panicked and I think Cooper knows his back line is not quite good enough yet they're still yeah. looking at signing defenders there's still defenders coming in apparently Brazilian um uh, uh center half having a medical or the first bit of it today whatever that means so I think he knows that he, and that's why he's been playing three center halves um this season because I think he knows um none of them in particular are perhaps quite good enough to be a top class Premier League center half so we'll play three we'll... of them then he'll cover Will Montiel play this weekend? Do you think he's um, he's obviously just come in? Um, yeah, it, World he, Cup he winner, might. teammate of Enzo's. Yeah, I mean he he might he he um I there was some talk when he came in that that might be because Serge Aurier was going to join the sort of Saudi um, bandwagon. That doesn't seem to have happened just yet. But so I'm not quite sure yet whether he sees him in that kind of right wing back. Um, sort of because he sort of plays a three-four-one-two. So whether he sees him as the right wing back of the the four, if you like, or whether he sees him as a a, cent, a the right side and centre half, I'm not sure yet. Um, we do have a league cup game tomorrow night, but I'm I'm not sure he'll bother him um, bother him with that. But um, it, given that we've um, Scott McKenna came off injured in the last game, um, and obviously Joe Warrell was sent off, I I, I think we're probably going to have to see him with them. Um, whether Cooper likes it or not, so he might have to juggle that about a little bit. From 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 what you've seen so far this season, let's not talk about last season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you think um, we may get some joy? What 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 are the what are the the danger men that you think uh, will get some uh, uh, some joy from from uh, the, the 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 Forest defence? I think Sterling worries me. I mean, obviously, I think he scored in both games. Correct me if I'm wrong, scored in both games last season. And he looks the sort of forward that would definitely cause us um, problems. I mean, uh, against sort of uh, United and against Arsenal, sort of quick forwards with movement mm. catches out because we do have slow centre-halves who, although you know, we've got three of them there, it, that just a little bit of, of smart movement and we do get caught out at the back. Um, hence why we're still shopping for defenders. So, um, and he did look, well, to, to my eye, looked impressive against Luton. Um, and so that, that that would definitely be a worry sort of for me. And I, th- I think that that's been a problem for us. Um, and, and with playing three centre-halves and kind of two sort of, of wing backs, the difficulty for me is if we start to worry about that, then we 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 can get penned into be a flat back five suddenly, and then all of a sudden it, it, we can get a bit overrun in midfield. So um, I'm not quite sure what your kind of midfield is at the moment. Maybe you guys aren't either, but well, I think um, we kind of know ish. I mean, it's probably going to. I mean, Enzo, um, Caicedo, and probably Gallagher. You know, yeah. except the, of course, except of course that Enzo played. You know, on against Luton, Enzo was basically the third forward. Mm. Um, I mean, it's a very fluid role, clearly, because you know you've got Chilwell, who's sort of playing very, very like wide. A winger. <laughs> exactly, yeah. uh, has been playing certainly more like a winger than a wing back. So, but you see, um, I worry when if we get really penned back because we start to worry about Sterling, it then creates chances, and we did concede a lot of goals towards the start of last season from the edge of the box, and I think people were. Because we just come up, people are thinking, oh, well, you get worldies against you in the Premier League, which obviously you do. But I think a lot of that was because we're sitting so deep. Yeah. We're giving top quality sort of midfielders chance to just, well, if you want to have a go from there, and well, actually at this level, they go in. <laughs> you know? That's Gallagher sort of territory. So, yeah. That can yeah, be yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly not so much Enzo's as, no. as we saw against Luton. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. They may have their shooting boots on this week. I mean, it's, I think it's, um, I think we are starting to show 
certainly going forward, we're showing real signs of of stuff clicking. I mean, just in a way that we never got close to last season, even in those games where we did really get where we did get some points. Um, you know, there does seem to be a plan and and our right side seems to be particularly effective at the moment. That um that combination of um uh well it was Reese James but now Malagusto Gusto, and, yeah. uh, and Sterling seems to be working very well. And of course with the movement of Nicholas Jackson in the box, uh, I think he'd probably be someone who'd be very pleased to hear that he's up against three slow centre backs. Mm. Yes, yeah. And and left wing back has been a problem for us. We had Renan Lodi on loan from Atletico Madrid last season and was was brilliant, but he's gone to play Champions League football and, and why wouldn't he? So and um Harry Tuffalo's sort of a, about to face a charge of um for some betting things. So oh. we we're kind of struggling to fill that. Olorena, who I think you guys would yeah, um, yeah. may have seen it this yeah. time before, yeah. has been filling in there and looks looks pretty good actually. Um but um he's naturally right footed. So if you know kind of playing on the on the left for us would you know, you'd, you'd worry about someone who's, who's on the wrong sure. side. Um, I mean, he'll have a point to prove, is... though, if he does play. Mm, yeah, yeah, quite. And um, Nico Williams has been the other person there, but again, another left footer at, at um, oh, sorry, right footer at left um, wing back. But I mean, left back has been a problem for us since I was born, I think, basically. As soon as Stuart, <laughs> <laughs> soon as Stuart Pierce sort of um, yeah. left it, we, we've, we've basically um, struggled. Um, I once wrote an article trying to work out all the people who'd filled that spot since him, and uh, there's no point doing that now because it numbers probably over the hundreds. But it's, <laughs> yeah. we just always get. I mean, Ryan Bertram was one of them again. Yeah, yeah. But we've had so many people on loan, so many people. We've never really managed. I don't know what it is. It's just some sort of curse. So um, we have the same yeah. sort of problem, but with strikers, it seems. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, right. Nicholas Jackson is is our, our Drogba Costa, uh, yeah. but but the jury is still out. Yeah, there's um, Mooch. What do you reckon we'll be having? Any um, do you reckon there'll be any changes to the lineup? I mean, I don't think so. I, d- I can't see anything from the starting lineup because I don't think um, Reese is going to be back, he's gone for it for a while. Uh, I think we played really, really well. Um, I don't think uh, there's going to be. Uh, I think there'll be some some substitutions, uh, that, that you know, w- 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 we might see, uh, Lavia, if he's uh, if he's uh, uh, settled into the to the squad, uh, but I don't think you, you you should be changing too much from uh, from from Friday's uh, starting yeah. starting eleven. And and in all honesty, I'm not sure he could. To be honest, I mean, obviously there are some options that we've been seeing from the bench, like Ian Matson and um, Ugachukwu, who I thought had a, yeah. a, a nice little had a nice little cameo on Friday. But yeah, I think you're right. I can't really see there being too many if any changes in the starting 11, but it will be interesting to see how the game progresses and uh, who we'll end up bringing on from the bench. If in case we need a bit of extra as um, I think um, in his uh, press conference earlier in the week, um, Potts said that uh, Mikhailo Mudrik's probably closest to a return, but even he, I don't think will be, um, he certainly wouldn't start. Whether or not he'll make the bench is a yeah, and um, I suppose potentially Brozier as well. But again, I don't think he's going to be starting. Um, no. uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all all, uh, all all is not that. That I don't think no change is a bad uh, bad thing. No, I think if no, you know, getting a bit more, you know, uh, stability, especially in the back. F- Five, four, depending where <laughs> we're in possession yeah. or not, um, is well is is good. I think at the moment the more that 
Malo Gusto plays and the more that Levi Cole will play and even Dizazi to an extent um, obviously is going to be better for them. And I think that's no bad thing. I'm just terrified of any of them getting another inch, getting an mm. injury because we're running out of centre-backs and we're running out of strikers. So, yeah. anyway. so let's, uh, Andrew, let's um, let's put the, our money where our mouths are and uh, ask you the $64 million question. How and much are we going to win by? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, allowed, you're allowed a heart prediction and and a head prediction if if you okay. so wish yeah but, um where, where do you see this one going i mean my, my head says that it, it, it's too early for us and with some defensive issues i just can't i can't see us not conceding too many goals so i got my, my head would say a 3-1 defeat but my heart says we might be able to nick nick a nick a draw on the counter so perhaps a 1-1 from the heart but yeah it's it, the defense just worries me until we get you know towards the end of last season we had Felipe and Nia Carter, and neither of them are big properly fit. So without your proper centre-halves, it's hmm. a mountain to climb, I would say. And, um, yeah, particularly if we then, of course, lose Brennan Johnson before the end of the week, then sure. we'll be shuffling the pack and not quite at our, at our best. But um, but then again, obviously, you've mentioned Levi Colwell there, and he has a special place in my heart because he scored the own goal that got us promoted to the Premier League. So <laughs> perhaps if... Perhaps we've got an own goal from him to to bank on. That's a nice omen. I can't say I I hope for the same thing. But um, <laughs> Mooch, how about you, mate? What uh, I mean, you've you've um, you've been a bit of an oracle so far. Tell us what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. Uh, tell us what you think. Uh, I don't want to jinx it now, but I think we're going to win. <laughs> I think we're going to win. I don't know if it's going to be three one. I think it's going to be two one. Yeah, I think. I mean, I hate to be boring, but I think to. I think it's going to be uh, closer than than yep. um, than we would like it to be, <laughs> and I, I I think it will be two one. I think Forest will score, and I do think, but I do think we will win, and I hope that we don't uh, speak to you all next week with a, a great deal of ego in our faces. <laughs> it's that sort of season. I mean, it's already it's that sort of season, possibly because of the last season, obviously, but. You know, teams but possibly are... because we've brought in seventy-five new players and a new yeah, manager as well. Maybe that's our other reason yeah, why things are just happening it. to click into place. This <laughs> is but, a you know, lobby of teams of play- who've signed you know a bazillion players each. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of people that we've. Ridiculous. I mean, I'm surprised they even know all each other's names. So and, far, and there's but, more. There's more yeah, coming yeah, for yeah. some reason. Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Apparently, there's ten players on a on a. On a transfer list for for oh one position, God. I don't know. I'm, a short I'm... list, as long as well, it's not just been yeah, yeah. with. Um, we've even been linked with Callum Hudson Adoy from you, so I don't know whether that. Well, yeah, of course. Um, well, apparently, that, yeah, he's keen to make the move. I read. Um, it's all about sorting out a, a, an appropriate fee, but apparently, he's you know personal terms aren't going to be an issue. So that's very interesting as well. Maybe he'll be in the stands, and maybe they can get that sorted. Um, but I think Cooper, you see, would know them from his under 17 days or whatever. Sure. So hopefully have a strong connection. Now. And I sus- suspect he'd probably be, if Johnson goes, the first name that he'd have a look at. So yeah. probably a safer bet than bringing someone in who doesn't know the, the league or the country or whatever. Yeah. Mm. And I think he'd do a job for you if he was to come in. I mean, he's he's had a, a, he had a bit of a diffident season in Germany last year, but... Um, I don't think that was necessarily entirely his fault, and I don't think he's, you know, we've we, we seen what he yet. can do. You know, yeah. he's he's just someone who's not quite kicked on like everyone had hoped. Um, you know, from from that that European under was it under twenty ones tournament where yeah. they just uh, was was one of the players. Was it the World Cup? I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, like 
I wish he would was able to have, have delivered for us, uh, but it just didn't seem to be the case. Um, and it's weird how, you know, you go from being wanted by Bayern <laughs> for millions and millions and, and no disrespect, but then, you know, going off to Fox. Being wanted by another European gentleman. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great way of doing it. Another European Cup winner. Yeah. Another European Cup winning side. Plaxen, um, I've got that in. <laughs> No problem. I mean, I yes, I still retain a soft spot for Forrest because um, although uh, I remember Brian Clough being very rude about us when I was first going to uh, the bridge in the late seventies, um, uh, when they won the when they won the uh, European Cup, I, w- I was just relieved it wasn't Liverpool again. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was always my thing. Um, anyway, uh, well, I think that's uh, that probably rounds all that up, Andrew. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for coming on board. Stuff. Thank you. Thanks very much, man. And uh, everyone who's going to the game on Saturday, enjoy yourselves and uh, keep the blue flag flying high. We'll speak to you soon. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.